nutritionist and nutrition strategist, and you're listening to Get Well Soon podcast series, the show that explores how to heal yourself with food and the power of the mind. Hi, this is Dr. Meg Hayworth. I'm so excited that you are listening to this podcast today, um, and I hope that it will definitely help you get well soon. Um, today we're going to have this guest that is, I'm so excited to have him on here. I love talking about brain health and brain injuries, particularly. We all have them and we don't know we do. Uh, and some of us know we do, especially people that are athletes and that, you know, they've had concussions or you've been in a car accident or all of that, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, but what I specialize in is I help uh, I offer holistic wellness solutions for women to overcome their physical, emotional, or sexual abuse past connected to their chronic illness. What? There's a connection? Yes, there is. And if you go check out my web website at meghayworth.com, you can get the ACE quiz for free from the Adverse Childhood Experiences study that has indelibly linked our childhood experiences with chronic illness later in life. Um, you can also learn about my story of healing over a dozen illnesses, drowning, and being struck by lightning, which we'll talk a little bit more about today because of my brain injuries from that. Um, and then head on over to the blog for more podcasts to help you get well now with the top in health and wellness on the planet today, like Joe Cross uh, from the movies Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead 1 and 2, JJ Virgin, Dr. David Friedman, and tons more. And please leave a review on iTunes. It's super easy on your podcast app. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, it, let us know, too, what, what else you want to hear. Because um, we know, I know that whoever's listening is dealing with a lot of different issues. Um, and we may just be able, one of our podcasts just might unlock the keys for exactly what you're looking for to help you heal yourself. So, um, so today I am again, really excited to talk about, um, Dr. Titus Chu. He is the best-selling author of Brain Save. Um, he has been all over the, everywhere lately. <laughs> Um, with all of his fantastic information and experience and his personal experience. Um, he's a speaker, he's a functional neurologist, and he helps people that are struggling with post-concussion syndrome get their lives back because it can be causing a lot more problems in your life than you have any idea. So Dr. Chu has a deep passion for teaching and had the honor to present at the 2017 Institute for Functional Medicine's annual international conference. That's a big deal. And that was a conference on the brain. He was also featured on Dr. Mark Hyman's groundbreaking documentary, Broken Brain. Um, that was a fantastic uh, documentary. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out. Um, Dr. Mm -hmm. Chu is the co-founder and clinical director of COBA Family Wellness. It's an integrative neurology center located in Ber Berkeley, California, that specializes in helping people struggling with post-concussion syndrome, brain fog, and I know a lot of people in my community suffer from brain fog, 
in other chronic neurological conditions. He helps them get well and stay well. Um, and again, he's the best-selling author of Brain Save. It's a six-week plan to heal your brain from concussions, brain injuries, and, and trauma. But before he was a doctor and able to help others, Dr. Chu struggled with many vague health issues himself. Mild depression, lack of motivation, low energy, brain fog, and was constantly getting sick. The breaking point was after he got into a horrible car accident that nearly cost him his life. So although he survived, and thank God, because we've, we've got him here today, he suffered a concussion. And he was left in chronic pain and unable to do all the things that he loved. He tried everything conventional medicine had to offer, physical therapy, painkillers, but nothing worked. It wasn't until he discovered natural medicine and addressed the root cause for all of his symptoms that he finally began to heal. Um, mm -hmm. In one of the darkest times in his life, he turned that one around uh, to be a blessing in disguise, and it led him to his calling. And um, here today, I'm, I'm so honored to have you on here with me. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, you're so very welcome, Meg. I really appreciate your invitation to your podcast, and I'm excited for our conversation. Yeah, me too. Now, we know a little bit about your story. Um, can you tell us some more details about your story? It's so inspirational to hear what people of of your stature now <laughs> have gone through to get where you are today. Yeah, definitely. And you did a great job of summing it up. And it's, you know, the core of it is really similar to your experience too. It's like struggling with these health issues and then finding solutions. And that was a big part of my journey as well and that's why I'm such a firm believer in everything I do and really passionate about educating and sharing everything with the rest of the world so yeah it all started I was living overseas and I was on my way to work one day I was on a scooter and I got hit by a car and I flew since yeah I was, since I was on the scooter I flew literally like 10 feet through the air and I smashed to the ground and just was bloodied. I broke three ribs. Yeah, it was a really terrifying, wow. terrifying. That's scary. Yeah, it was very scary because when I actually hit the ground, um, like I kind of, I didn't lose consciousness or whatever, but I couldn't breathe. And I, I mm. thought I had punctured a lung. I literally thought that was like, that was it for me. And because I've never had the wind knocked out of me. <laughs> right. And so, that's yeah, it was very right? frightening. Really think you're dying yeah exactly <laughs> i thought too oh my god these are my last few breaths but then you know what had happened was just from the shock of it it had thrown like my diaphragm off and i just had got the wind knocked out of me so thankfully it wasn't i didn't puncture along but when i kind of sat up i realized mm -hmm. from the impact of the the car accident when i hit the ground I had I was wearing a helmet and I had it fastened, but when I sat up, the helmet was like ten feet away from me. I was like, "What?" And I think because the impact was so strong, even though I was wearing the helmet, it like fell off. And so, from there, to make a long story short, I ended up getting brought to the emergency room, and they made sure like there weren't any life threatening injuries. And so, 
through that though, after, you know, a few weeks, I was able to start, you know, walking and kind of getting up and breathing and without too much pain. Yeah, it was a long time because I don't know if you or anyone out there has had their ribs broken, but it's, it's painful. And you, you, like that was a, the most painful for me was I couldn't laugh because <laughs> you know? whenever I laughed, it would just hurt. So I could, I like had to stifle my laugh for quite a bit. Um, but anyways, so I healed from those more acute injuries, but then I was left in chronic pain. Like I was left, I had chronic neck and shoulder pain and, just like you had mentioned, all the things I tried in conventional medicine just didn't work. And so thankfully, I went back to the United States. Um, you know, I took a winter break. And my brother at the time, he was or he is a chiropractor. And I know you had experiences with that, too. Yeah. And after three sessions, he changed my life. Like I had this chronic pain that I was struggling with for the longest time where I was just about to give up hope. Like after three sessions, I remember like literally in that last session or that third session, like the pain was like virtually gone. (laughs) And and so my mind was blown and I, I'm just really curious by nature. I'm like, what was that? What, like, how can I learn to do that for myself even more and for other people? So I just, you know, finished up my job overseas and moved back to the United States, and I haven't looked back since. Just dove deep into the world of chiropractic and natural medicine and neurology and nutrition, and I just gathered as much as I could and to learn about that. So I, I, I really dedicated that part of my life to learning as much as I could to help mm-hmm. other people struggling with the same symptoms that I was dealing with. Wow. That's amazing. Okay, so you're you tell us you're a curious person and you had this experience and thank God your brother was yeah, in, a, really. in a profession where he could help you through this. Definitely. So can you say a little bit about what you learned though, like those beginning times, like right after you learned about chiropractic care and, and how it helped you? Yeah. So after I entered chiropractic school, it's like I learned all the stuff, you know, in chiropractic school, I think there's this, um, just kind of like a not very well known fact that chiropractors are trained deep into like uh, with about neurology they're trained about anatomy and physiology all the things that a lot of conventional doctors are trained in and so i learned a lot of that stuff but i just fell in love with neurology for whatever reason i think just again by my nature i wanted to understand the why like why do we do the things we do like why do we feel the way we do you know feel and for me, neurology was such a beautiful framework for understanding myself and others in the world around me. And mm-hmm. so I went deep and um, in chiropractic, there are specialties just like in conventional medicine. And I, so I actually specialized in neurology and again, just went deep into understanding like how the brain impacts like our emotions, the brain impacts our motor system, meaning like our muscles and our ability to balance and coordinate our movements. The brain impacts every other system, for example, the immune system. Um, It impacts the digestive system and what we call the brain-gut axis. And I know for you, Mm -hmm. um, in your history with struggling with like migraines and vertigo, those things are typically quote-unquote neurological symptoms. But in addition, things like IBS and scoliosis, even autoimmunity has been linked in some situations due to 
like shifts in the nervous system, believe it or not. And so it was such just a beautiful way for me to understand how everything connected together, like how the brain impacted the gut. And then also I studied functional medicine and I learned how the gut impacted the brain, right? And I studied some more energetic techniques and just, again, by my nature, I'm very curious. My wife and I, we love going to workshops and learning about, you know, how like the psycho neuroimmunology, how like our emotional Mm -hmm. states and our mindsets influence our health too. And so, but for me, again, I always go back to neurology as it's just beautiful framework for understanding how it all connects together. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that answer. I think that's a really, really powerful, um, uh, way to look at at the body, you know, from that standpoint, from the brain and and all of its things that it it helps and um, all the different functions of it. So mm-hmm. um, now you did specialize really in concussions mm-hmm. um, and brain injuries and brain trauma. Yeah. Um, and uh, and this that came out of your your own injury, didn't it? Actually, it's it's quite an interesting turn of events. So when, when I was hit by that car, I told you like my helmet flew off at that time. I did, I was teaching English to little kids in Japan. I didn't know anything about neurology or medicine or anything like that. And so the biggest symptoms I was struggling with, like I said, was chronic neck and shoulder pain, but it was like really impacting my quality of life. And so I went to school and then, you know, I got my degree, became a doctor, and then specialized in neurology. And I was seeing a lot of patients with Mm. chronic health issues, right? People, you know, people who were been to doctor after doctor, specialist after specialist. I think a lot of the the clients that you work with as well in your nutrition and coaching programs. And yeah, like, so I was seeing this population, you know, I was seeing a lot of patients and about 80% of them, the protocols that I would do, the standard protocols within like functional medicine and whatnot would work and they would get better. But then I found that about 20% of that population, and it was a pretty sizable number because over the course of, you know, over a decade seeing patients, I saw thousands of patients, 20% of them were not getting better. And with the standard protocols. So again, my curiosity just kicked in. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, how can I get to the root of this? And so I would take deeper, I would take a deeper history and kind of go deeper into their stories. And sure enough, mm-hmm. I found two key patterns, one of which was a history of one or multiple head injuries. Okay. Yeah. And so at that point, I'm like, okay, I need to serve these, like, I want to be able to serve at the highest level I can. So mm-hmm. I went, even though I was already specializing in neurology, I went even deeper into understanding specifically concussion, because mm-hmm. the standard of care, I mean, I think the healthcare system in general is just broken, but that's another yeah. conversation. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. But especially when it comes to concussion and you know, I think the standard of care mm-hmm. for that is just is just not good enough. There's yeah. so many patients who, like now, that's what I do, but who've come to me and they're like, yeah, I went to the top concussion specialist in the world and all they told me to do was take aspirin and get some rest. I'm like, oh my God, what kind of advice is that? You know, yeah. it's like, we got to get to the root cause. And so mm-hmm. I saw this huge need. And so I went deep into the 
specific realm of concussion care. And I went to seminars and I read research papers and I read books and I did all this stuff. And mind you, I still did not realize that I had suffered a concussion. <laughs> what was that's funny yeah was it's focused on other people and, and yeah i mean that's <laughs> that, nature. exactly that's part of it because mm. i wasn't suffering from light and sound sensitivity i didn't have like massive vertigo and dizziness i didn't have yeah. balance issues i didn't have a lot of the common symptoms that my patients who have concussions deal with they didn't mm-hmm. you know i wasn't dealing with that but yeah like when I started to realize, I started to develop like some deeper, darker psychological symptoms. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. I started to develop like, I mean, I'll be honest, like growing up, I was, I wasn't, I was never angry, right? But you know, I get hungry, I get a little irritable, but I was never an sure. angry person. Right. Um, I never suffered from paranoia growing mm-hmm. up. I came from a really great family, very loving and supportive. I never had any like um, mm-hmm. deep psychological issues. Yeah, like I, in the your intro, I did have some mild depression, but nothing like that. Yeah. But then over the course of, I don't know, within the past decade, slowly but surely, I noticed that I started to develop these symptoms. Mm-hmm. Like, like and it just kind of came to head um, a few years ago where I was like I had f- I suffered from full blown paranoia and it was yeah it was like I was I had no idea what was going on mm-hmm. and it was really like scary um, and I had like these anger issues just more and more like um, episodes of explosive anger where I couldn't control my temper and it was really hard for me to I don't know like. Um, kind of come to grips with just because I'm like, what's going on? And in my you know, yeah. culture, it's just like, I mean, we can go into like gender cultures, things yeah, we can right. talk That's about right. like um, my Asian upbringing, but it's just like, we don't show like if there's something wrong, we're, we're not, we're taught to not like talk about it. Right. So as a yeah. man, as an Asian man, too. yeah, it's just, <laughs> just like, yeah, you show up and you, you, you have the face and you have the mask or whatever. Mm. And so it was really this weird kind of dichotomy where my professional life was just taking off. Uh You know, I was, you know, helping a lot of patients. I was running a very successful practice in Chicago. I was being, even before the IFM, I was teaching neurology to doctors all over the world. I was being flown here and there, you know, all over the globe teaching doctors. But my personal life was falling apart. Like I was just having a lot of, you know, underneath the surface, just like me smiling, but then at home within myself and with like some, you know, some more uh, close people in my inner circle, it's just this sure. other side. It's just like, yeah, it was very confusing. Right, to say the least. Out, you know, you yeah. Know, they- Come out with the people closest to you, and so exactly this is good for people to hear. I'm so happy you're um, being open and vulnerable with me and us right now because yeah. this, is, this could be the key for somebody. So you're dealing with anger, you're dealing mm-hmm. with paranoia. You've never been that guy. What made you make the connection between your brain injury and these problems? Yeah, that's a great question, and so like. Just like I had described when I first got into chiropractic school, like I learned a bunch of things, you know, and then 
what I would learn in the seminars, I would try out with myself. So I learned about diet. So I changed my diet. I learned about the importance of supplements. So I'd take some basic supplements. I got chiropractic care. And I started learning about personal development, you know, shifting my mindset. And excuse me, a lot of the symptoms that you had kind of talked about at, at the intro, like my depression and I had like a weak immune system. I had skin issues, fatigue, and just lack of motivation. Those cleared, right? And I, then I was just a firm believer in not only chiropractic, but nutrition and just kind of like this holistic lifestyle. Sure. And so, yeah, things were great for a while. But then, like I said, just in retrospect, when, you know, in the past, you know, five, five years or so, eight years, I started to develop these symptoms and I was just like, what is going on? And the, around the same time, I was learning all this stuff about concussions. And so the clinical gems, so to speak, that I learned about how to heal a concussed brain, I experimented on myself. So stuff more specific to brain health, right? Mm-hmm. So using things like low-level laser or doing things like specific supplementation for brain health mm-hmm. and meditating more and doing yoga and that's when a lot of those symptoms started to clear up. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Then I'm like, what? So I kind of did like this history in my own life when I had a chance to breathe, right? When I had more like bandwidth in my own prefrontal lobe, I guess. Yeah. I was like, looked at my own. I'm like, oh my God, like all that started after that, that massive car accident over close to 20 years ago. Wow. Okay. But it, because it was happening slowly, it was like a slow growing, you know, kind of whatever, like a tumor or something, just slow yeah. growing. I didn't realize it until it was like my personal life was just falling apart at the seams. Wow. That's really fascinating, too. And I, I think um, that maybe most people don't think about a concussion, yeah. a brain injury can be a slow growing thing if not um, taken care of. So yeah. it can just become progressively worse is what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. And what had actually happened was that initial car accident, even before that as a kid, because that's the thing, that's why I wrote the book I did, because mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many patients um, – you know, when they come in, they're suffering from things like brain fog or anxiety or even things like autoimmunity, things that most even doctors would never connect to like a neurological root cause. Okay. When I would do a deep, intense history and then I uncovered that, moving forwards, every single patient I work with, I'd be like, have you ever hit your head? And they'd be like, no. I'm like, okay, have you ever been in a car accident where you kind of had, you know, whiplash? I'd be like, uh, no. And then later on in history, you come like, oh, yeah, there was this one time when I was five years old. You know, we were in a car and I got in this really bad car accident. We went to the ER. They mm-hmm. did tests and I was fine. Right. You know, or I would or, or so something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or so my point is like when I started to uncover this huge mm-hmm. epidemic of post-concussion syndrome and a lot of patients who are dealing with these chronic symptoms, I started taking a, his, a really in-depth history like mm-hmm. about that. And all my patients, I, I double, triple check. I'm like, well, because the thing is most people think that in order to have a concussion, you have to be like blacked out or you have to like have like a huge, 
you know, hit to the head. Yes. Concussion. You, you don't need a, you don't need even physical injury to the head to actually have a concussion. You could be on a roller coaster, get like jostled about just where you shake your head a bit. That can wow. trigger a concussion. That's yeah, exactly. Who hasn't ridden a roller coaster, right? You know, like yeah, most, but yeah. You know, I mean, I don't want to, Meg. I don't want to sound alarmist, right. and I'm not saying that everyone that's ridden a roller coaster has a concussion. But what I'm saying is, for a lot of people with chronic health issues, I'm finding that's a really underrecognized root cause. Yeah. There's everyone's personal and unique in what their root cause and what their story is, mm-hmm. but that's just what I'm seeing over and over again. And I know we were at the that um, conference recently, that summit, yeah. and when I brought my book there, mm-hmm. I was shocked because I expected some people to, you know, have some connection with it. Every single person I talked to who found out I did I specialize in post concussion syndrome, they're like, Oh my God, either I had one or I know someone who's had one. Every single person like I was just like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I had one. I before the lightning injury I had uh, yeah. a concussion about a year and a half before I was, you know, been a private celebrity chef for years and yeah. I was in this kitchen where I was in the refrigerator moving stuff around i stood up and hit the mm. door yeah um hard exactly oh man i i just oh. had like a, i felt your pain just right? now because i i've had that feeling yeah oh, oh it was awful and then you know i ended up going to the doctor and he's like oh you have a concussion you need to rest no alcohol yeah. just mm. you know, real basic stuff and then really um, basic yeah then i would get the tingling down my head and down my back and yeah. all of that and and then you know and then the lightning happened and that was just took it to a whole different exactly. level so, but, yeah that's oh. that's what i mean it's like you know these multiple triggers and events that we have and it's not just concussions there's other ones you know emotional traumas as well yeah you said there's an, a link between emotional traumas and concussions or, or that they have something in common what, what's that yeah, so the link between emotional traumas and concussions, it's this fancy term that we call immunoexcitotoxicity. Okay. And so when whenever someone has a concussion, not only is there a physical trauma, so when I had that concussion or the yeah, the head injury I had as, you know, a 9-year-old boy, yeah. and then when I had another one as uh, I think it was like when I was 20 years old, and then when I had one just recently, a um, few years back when I was probably like 35, mm-hmm. like when you have a physical trauma like that to your head, not only is there the physical aspect, there's also a chemical trauma that gets released. And that's what we call immunoexcitotoxicity. Okay. And so I'll, I'll just kind of... Uh, explain the immuno relates to the immune system so what happens is there you have these immune cells called microglia that kind of scan your nervous system for any types of signs of you know invaders or pathogens but also trauma so when there you have a head injury those microglia cells those immune cells release chemicals leading to inflammation mm, okay Okay, and so that happens. But in addition, when I said the immunoexcitotoxicity, the excitotoxicity refers to that if there's a head injury, mm-hmm. some of the cells actually die. And when they, the brain cells die, they release their contents in the neighboring environment. Oh. 
And part of the releasing of contents, one of the things that's released is what's known as glutamate. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you know through your nutritional training and experiences, glutamate is the last word in that horrible (laughs) chemical called monosodium glutamate, a.k.a. MSG. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is when there's normally when brain cells are functioning properly, Glutamate is released in very controlled, intentional packets, mm-hmm. like amounts, mm-hmm. right? right? And so there's, it's an excitatory neurotransmitter, so it helps certain areas of the brain become activated. Mm-hmm. But if you have damage from like a head injury, then the contents are released just kind of like vomited all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so neighboring brain cells, because they're already kind of hurting from that physical trauma, they can't handle that level of demand. They end up literally exciting themselves to death. That's what we call excitotoxicity. Okay. And uh, monosodium glutamate is an excitotoxin. Exactly. <laughs> it, you got it. Yeah. Okay. It has the same it. effect on the brain. Is that kind of what you're saying or a similar effect? A similar effect. And so one of the things I tell all my patients, I mean, I tell all my patients, even before I specialize in concussion, but especially my patients with concussion, like avoid MSG, aspartame, artificial sweeteners, things like that, like the plague, because it's just going to further promote that excitotoxic process and lead to further damage. And the thing is, the scary thing about concussions is they're finding a lot of correlation between people who have had concussions Mm -hmm. and like doubling the risk for dementia. And people have concussions and ending up in what we call chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which, Mm -hmm. you know, like you were saying, it's not just football players, but a lot of football hockey players end up getting CTE, just like they talk about in that concussion movie. And so my... The big one mm-hmm. that I think most people might remember is Muhammad Ali and how he was, yeah, exactly. he was shaking all the time and had a hard time forming sentences. and you know, Yeah, so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. Exactly. But the good news is because we're understanding the mechanisms more, this immunoexcitotoxicity mechanism, then there's things we can do to stop that process. So it's very simple. We want to do things to decrease inflammation and we want to do things to stop more toxins from coming in and we want to do things to enhance detoxification. But going back to your original question, what's the link between emotional traumas and concussions? It's that. In, I was shocked when I read this research that when people have emotional traumas, they have the same chemical reaction occurring as if they had a physical trauma to the brain as in a concussion. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. And oftentimes those two things are together. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Comes with the physical trauma. So. Yeah, unfortunately, <sighs> you know. So, uh, you know, is that a double duty situation? You know what I mean? Like, is it? A... Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, and so whenever I look, you know, whenever I work with patients and clients, there's three things that I look at. You know, in terms of what makes a healthy brain. What are the three pillars of brain health and And when I work with clients, I look at three things. Number one, what's happening in a person's physical brain, chemical brain, Mm -hmm. and emotional brain? And so what I mean by that, in the physical brain, you know, encased in the hard bones of our skull, we have all these brain cells, right? Mm -hmm. And then the brain cells have connections with one another. So that's what I refer to as the physical brain, the actual connections that 
create the experience of the world of within us and around us. And when I talk about the chemical brain, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier is the chemical neurochemical environment that our physical brain sits in. So, you know, nutrients and immune cells And so things like inflammation and toxins can really impact the chemical brain. And finally, I also talk about and look at what's happening with the emotional brain. You know, what are, how well can we handle stress? How well, you know, do we handle situations that, you know, conflict situations? What are our beliefs about conflict? What are our beliefs about ourselves? What's our mindset? So all those things impact brain. And all those things need to be looked at and taken care of when we want to help promote a healthy brain. And when I've worked with patients with concussions, those are the three things that I explore. Like what's happening in the physical brain, what's happening with the chemical brain, and what's happening with the emotional brain. And there's things we can do in terms of um, advanced neurological examinations to assess what's happening with the physical brain. So I can look at how well a person's balancing. I can look at their eye movements. I can look at the reaction time. And that gives me a window, believe it or not, not only in how strong their legs are or their fingers or their eyes, but it's actually a window into how the physical brain is functioning. Okay, wow. And then in terms of the chemical brain, there's like lab tests we can do to explore what's happening in terms of overall inflammation because body inflammation can lead to brain inflammation. And finally, in terms of the emotional brain, when I take a history, I could hear a lot of kind of underlying themes that I'm sure you through your training as the, you know, in transpersonal psychology, it's like there's these themes when people say things underneath the surface of what's being said, there are these patterns, right? And so through through a history, when I talk to patients, I kind of patterns start emerging, you know? And so through that, uh, I get a really big picture sense of what's going on in those three key areas that make up a healthy brain. So once you get this picture, then how do you help them heal from the brain trauma? Mm, Yeah. So it's at the end of the day, number one, it's all, all about getting to the root cause. And then number two, it's about personalization. So for example, I might work with a patient who's had a head injury and they're having like problems with focus and concentration and they might be suffering from some anxiety. And so I'll do that workup and it depends. Some patients with the exact same symptoms have completely different root causes. Mm -hmm. So as an example, I'm working with some patients right now who are a patient of mine right now. They have issues with focus and they have difficulty reading And when they read, they get dizzy. And I did an evaluation on them just yesterday, and I found out that the areas of their physical brain, uh, specifically we call them neural networks, Uh that control eye movements have been compromised. And there's this area we call specifically the brainstem, the cerebellum, and the inner ear, as well as areas of the frontal lobe known as the frontal eye field. So those specific areas of the physical brain I identified that they're not working, and because I identified those key regions, each of those key regions responds to specific brain therapies and exercises. So as an example, with this person who's had an issue with focus and concentration due to problems with their eye movements, guess Mm -hmm. what? I gave them very specific eye movement exercises to retrain not only their eyes, 
But when you work on training the eyes, it actually rewires those areas of the brain that were damaged in the concussion. Oh, that's great. So that's the, the exercises are healing the brain as you're doing the exercises. Yeah, it's literally harnessing the power of neuroplasticity using the five senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, and oh, that's touch. That's fantastic. And what I, I you know, wanted to point out for listeners too is something that you're doing is really incredibly powerful is you're creating personalized um, uh, protocols for the mm -hmm. individual and you know, when yeah. you go in and you do these, uh, there are a lot of different things where they have sort of a blanket. This is, we put everybody through this thing, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people have incredible results and other people, you know, don't have much result. Um, and I think that happens yeah. a lot because it's not personalized. It's not to the individual. Exactly. And that's key and healing, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you spoke to a really important concept. It's, you know, rather than treating symptoms, we want to get to the root cause. And in each person who might have the same symptom like uh, focus issues or anxiety or vertigo, there could be a completely different root cause that exists in either the physical, chemical or emotional brain. Mm -hmm. And you also bring up another great point. Like that's why I wrote my book because we actually have a five-day concussion recovery program that we host at our clinic in Berkeley. And I wrote that book because I know not everyone can make it to our office mm -hmm. and, you know, spaces are limited. So I wrote that book as a six-week plan literally for people who are struggling with concussions. Like, okay, here are the first steps that you can take to get you know, on a road to healing and recovery. And oh, oh my God, Meg, like one of my favorite things that has come of that project is just these messages that I get either like an Amazon review or a Facebook message or an email just saying, thank you so much for writing that book. I've been doing the program. I don't feel a hundred percent, but I, I see this glimmer of hope, yeah. you know, that healing is possible. And I just, I sit there and read them and I just tear up like, yes, that's why I wrote that's this great. book, you know? That's so wonderful. And I have to tell you, I have the book in my hand right now. Um, yeah, and one thing well, I love a lot about it, but one of the things I love most is that it's so, you're so to the point. It's the, the brevity part of it. Like you're just brief and to the point <laughs> and here you yeah. go. Um, here's the information. Mm -hmm. Here's some stories, um, uh, myth busting things. Like I, I, I love one of the things that I think a lot of people don't understand. This is the brain isn't a fixed thing. Exactly. It's uh, Yeah, we have the, the ability, you know, through both either our mental activity, our thoughts, mm -hmm. as well as, like I said before, through intentional use of our senses to literally restructure our brains. And when we change the structure, we can change the function. And when we change the function, we change our experience of the world within us and around us. Yeah. Well, that's amazing and wonderful and it's great for people to know this because um there's just so many different paths pathways to healing and i think the more absolutely we hear, explore and understand um the more we can find what's right for us so um now you've got a free download can you tell the listeners about what that's about yeah, absolutely. So with the release of the the book recently, we've gotten a lot of like 
feedback and just great feedback about it. And so in the book, there's actually this, uh, you, you know, having read it, Meg, you probably saw the neural network quizzes yes. because again, I, what I tried to do in the book was make it as personalized as possible. And so within the book, there's these quizzes that you can take to identify, even if you've never had a head injury, if you're suffering from neurological symptoms like problems with focus or concentration or brain fog or anxiety, it could be because it's due to an imbalance in a key structure of your physical Mm. brain. And so the quizzes I have in the book, you can literally go through and it's symptom-based. You go through that and you can grade yourself and that can give you a clue as to, hmm, is the root cause for my anxiety due to an emotional trauma only or is it due to an imbalance in the physical structures as well? And so on my website, I have a, a download so you can actually opt in and get the download for uh, some of those quizzes that we go over. So then you can go and like go through the checklist and it actually really help. Cause one of the things I find with the patients I've worked with, with neurological symptoms, they're like, is this just in my head? Am I just making this up? Right. <laughs> and unfortunately a lot of doctors kind of create that, you know, that feeling like, Oh, it's just in your head. You're just crazy. Yeah. But a lot of time it's not, it's actually due to these imbalances in your head, but in the physical structures of your brain. And so that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book again and why I devised those quizzes so people can understand why they have the symptoms they they have. And then in the six-week plan at the end of the book, there's the actual steps how to heal from that. So yeah, on my website, we have a download where you can get those quizzes and start figuring out, hmm, is part of my symptoms due to issues related to the physical structures in my brain, because that is a completely different treatment approach than if it's a chemical brain imbalance, which would then we would do things like diet or supplements. A lot of things that you do in your, um, in that well now, get well now coaching program. And then in terms of if it's an issue in the emotional brain, then usually a lot of times I refer out to you know, practitioners who specialize in that type of work. But again, it'd be really good to know is part of my symptoms due to an issue in the actual physical structures because then from there, there's a completely different treatment approach needed. Great. Um, Well, this is fantastic. I really appreciate having you on the show today. And um, you gave us so much great information. Um, Yeah, you're very welcome. You know, I think... It's really important, you know, to, to have the hope of, you know, you don't, this isn't a fixed thing that you can actually heal this, this issue. And, um, one of the, the, well, you and I are both in this, the same arena. And I think the two words root cause are probably in your book, like Mm. over 300 times, (laughs) you know, and this is the thing, you know, it's, it's finding the root cause. Why? is this the problem? And that's the thing that Western exactly. medicine doesn't typically look for. Um, no, They may have un- un- discovered so many things in the scientific side of Western medicine that the, mm-hmm. the practitioner side of Western medicine don't even know about. It takes them about lag time of 17 to 25 years to find out what that is. Yeah, um, and, exactly. 
Yeah, and then the case of brain health has been over close to 200 years, like where, you know, that lag between scientific discovery and actual, like, here's what you can do to help yourself, you know, that's, it's just too long. So again, that's why I wrote that book. This is fantastic. So I thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the world and the way that you're helping people. Yeah, you too, Meg. Absolutely. Um, And so uh, people can get a hold of you at... Yeah, so if they're interested in getting that free download, they can go to my website, drtituschu.com. That's spelled D-R-T-I-T-U-S-C-H-I-U.com. And I also am found on Instagram as well as have a Facebook okay, wonderful. page. wonderful. And um, they can apply to come to your clinic for uh, the, your five-day program or... Yeah, exactly. Like I said, spaces are limited. So I I work with our team, my team and I, we work with patients on a case-by-case basis. So we just want to make sure it's a good fit. So they can also find an application to, uh, or a download of the application on our website there. All right. So thank you again. I I appreciate your, your time and your expertise so much. Absolutely. You're very welcome. Thank you. And thank you listeners for listening to this podcast. Please share it with as many people as you think may benefit. Um, I hope that this episode has helped you get well now. For more information, go to meghayworth.com to sign up for our email list get your free copy of five anti-inflammatory on-the-go lunch recipes and access to our private Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening.